0: Welcome to the Real Wealth Podcast channel by Stewart Group. This is Nick Stewart, CEO at Stuart Group. Financial planning isn't boring. It can be exciting, dynamic, and fun. And we make sure to bring that into the equation one podcast at a time. To get updates on our latest podcast episodes, hit the follow button on our SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. We have a very special guest with us today, Lizzie Hill over the phone. Lizzie works very closely with our investment committee and today we are talking about portfolio rebalancing. So let's jump right in.
1: Hi Nick, thanks for having me on the podcast. Our pleasure. So I think one of the key key reasons today was to talk about rebalancing, explain a little bit more about it and how it affects our client investments. But I thought before we jump right in Nick, it would be good if we could explain the first steps in the process. So the risk profile and developing the asset allocation, how that works. And that means hopefully it'll explain what we're rebalancing back to and how we came up with that allocation initially. So what is a risk profile, Nick? Or what is a client's tolerance to risk?
0: Well, look, it's a personal thing there's no right or wrong you know everyone is different so someone may complete a risk profile questionnaire and come out as a very conservative individual or their tolerance for risk is very low on the flip side someone may be a little more aggressive more growth focused and have a higher appetite or tolerance for risk there's no right or wrong it's just the individual's level of comfort to volatility and risk and you know Advisors, you know, they do question the answers and the validity of those because occasionally you get an outlier. But it's an it's a very robust process. It's actually embedded in legislation uh, for an incredibly long period of time in New Zealand that a risk profile needs to be done for investment advice. Um, but the key is that it determines the percentage allocation to stocks or equity shares versus bonds or fixed interest.
1: Okay, so you've gone through the client um, risk profile. You've got that um, determination between stocks and equities versus bonds and fixed interest. And you, you know, your asset allocation is going along as it does, and something crazy in the market happens, like the dot-com bubble or the global financial crisis back in OA, or obviously more recently COVID-19. So, how do those events affect the asset allocations and the portfolios?
0: You're spot on with your questions. By the fact that you know we're just coming out of just like a um, an astronaut coming around from the dark side of the moon. That's a little bit like us all in our bubbles and level four. And you know, the COVID-19 experience is very similar in terms of market volatility to the GFC. Um, so let's say you decided to take um, the right balance of risk versus return, being say 70% of your savings went into um, stocks or that is equities or shares and 30% in bonds. So after a good year in the market, your stocks would have rocketed up in value because you had, of course, 70% of those savings were in equities or shares, but your bonds would have plodded along, you know, only doing Slightly better because you know there's more risk with the um, shares or equities than there are in the bonds. So what started off with a portfolio of seventy percent in stocks and thirty percent in bonds shifted to eighty percent now in stocks and only twenty percent in bonds because of course one grew more than the other. So by rebalancing your portfolio, the financial advisor will restore the original target allocation by selling assets. That have appreciated in this case the shares and would have added or taken that capital off the table and invested it back into those that have declined in this case bonds because they didn't grow as much as the equities so by taking profits out of certain outperforming investments and reinvesting those in the underperforming assets
1: okay so in your example if in a good year the stock market does well and my equities have grown. Why wouldn't I just leave them carrying on growing if they're performing the best?
0: True. Well, you could do that, but what's going to happen is that your risk has increased because instead of having that 70/30 split, you're now 80/20 on the split. You've got 80% in equities and only 20% in bonds. So, look, you know, commonly, you know, People don't want to rebalance when the stock market is doing well, but then the flip side is what if the stock market dropped 20% and they hadn't rebalanced? The risk is that by letting the equity portion ride investors may end up with a much higher allocation to equities than they would be comfortable with now they don't realize that's happened because they have not made any changes the assets are just doing what the assets do but by you know trimming back on the winner it locks in your gains and positions you to benefit from changes in market cycles just as we had at the end of 2018 where stocks had done better than bonds, but um, on the calendar year to date, certainly bonds have done better than equities. So it's a uh, two sides of the coin, so to speak.
1: Yeah, because I might have decided that I was comfortable with 70-30 split and suddenly I don't feel particularly comfortable with an 80-20 split. And otherwise that does just carry on, doesn't it? If you don't rebalance.
0: That's right. Yeah.
1: So just coming back to what people are experiencing now, Obviously, you know, understandably, people are uncomfortable seeing values of their portfolio shrink or reduce. And some older investors would have experienced times like this before, and some will not have experienced anything like this before. So as an advisor, do you ever predict? I know, obviously, you know, predicting something like coronavirus would be outside your expertise. But do you ever predict that these events will happen? And do you ever factor them in to Um, this process of when you put portfolios together for clients?
0: Certainly, you know, current market movements aren't welcome, but there's always an expectation that they occur. A little bit like the weather, you know, at the moment here in beautiful sunny Hawke's Bay, we've got a period of 10 days, according to the Met Service, where there is going to be no rain. And, you know, we're very, very dry at the moment. But the fact is that every day that goes by that we don't have some rain, we are a day closer to having a day where it does rain it's just a matter of course and it's called reversion to mean so look you know planning planning does occur around the worst case scenarios you know investors experiencing an asset decline have cash and fixed interest or bonds to draw upon to through times of trouble if if the markets were linear and the returns were all the same year on year then every, everyone would just choose equities and not invest in bonds That'd be great. Yeah, there'd be no downside. But markets are certainly not linear. And look, the key is to remain diversified. You know, diversification is the one free lunch of investing. And a good advisor will use an investment strategy as a rule book, some key foundation principles will be a belief in the markets and understanding that risk and return characteristics of the underlying assets, diversification, you know, how, a portf- and how portfolio construction ultimately determines the return, maintaining discipline, smart portfolio rebalancing, and cash flow management tuned to the individual investor and select, you know, a quality selection of assets, choosing a reliable and trustworthy custodian of the assets, low asset and custodian fees, and most importantly, no commission or backhanders from the asset managers to the advisor.
1: And that cash flow management tuned to the investor, is that based on their goals and their personal situation?
0: Yes, yeah, it's entirely bespoke because you may have some people that are what we say is they're in like capital drawdown, you know, they require either a small or a lot of capital on a monthly basis to live. The flip side is there are those that are actually adding to their portfolio on a monthly or quarterly basis through their uh, wage or through their remuneration, be that, you know, monthly or quarterly, depending on their bonus payments. So on that basis, it's a bespoke arrangement because an investor that's saving on a, monthly, on a monthly basis can afford to run an entirely different cash flow management or a different, different cash flow management structure and plan than someone that requires, um, you know, say a drawdown of 5% of their capital on a yearly basis.
1: Yeah, and that might affect their asset allocation as well.
0: Yeah, very much so.
1: So those investment strategies and sort of key principles you touched on, they obviously form a process and it's based on evidence and data, but does that help minimise the risk that clients may um, may be exposed to? None
0: of the principles eliminate the investment risk, but the evidence-based process where risk is understood, rude surprises can therefore be minimised. Just as we diversify assets, we also like to diversify away risk. And, you know, by doing that, it helps control the process to the highest extent. Again, as I said before, you know, investment returns aren't linear. And risk, risk can be there today and gone tomorrow. You know, in 2019, few people were talking about risk. Whereas today, if you were to Google, um, say, stock market risk, it would you would be inundated with news articles that you could read till your heart's content, uh, and you probably wouldn't sleep that well. But the fact is, by having key principles on how one runs your investment uh, it means that you know these one-off random events can be minimized and you know investors and financial advisors you know providing um, they're operating you know with an evidence-based approach uh, have a much better outcome for their clients than those that are operating with no evidence no investment philosophy and those at the moment those unfortunate investors are receiving a lesson in risk that they didn't price and unfortunately unpriced risk is sharp and it is ruthless and it happens very quickly and most people when they do realize what's happened um the uh, negative outcome has already occurred.
1: Yeah, and I suppose the one uncontrollable thing in all of this um, that none of us have the beauty of controlling is the market. Spot on. Um, So I thought one of the key things to remember when we talk about rebalancing is the primary benefit of doing it is to maintain the risk profile of your investment portfolio over time, to make sure that the asset allocation doesn't go beyond your tolerance to risk. That's the key benefit rather than using it to maximise returns. What do you think about that, Nick?
0: Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. The key is to follow a disciplined investment approach, and that's where you have periods of set rebalancing. So long as that the market is transparent and information is free-flowing, it's important that people do adhere to rebalancing because only through rebalancing can they sell on the high, buy on the low, and just continue to repeat that through market cycles. Because if there's one thing we know from some of the um, very famous studies in the United States, where you've got a very long run data set where you can study portfolios over multiple generations, and that is that the average investor over time, both in shares and bonds, receives a fairly large wedge of lost return so in other words if the market delivers on average for those that are invested and stay in their seat if it if it delivers a 10 percent return over a 40-year period of time every year on average you get a 10% return if that's the index so that's that's the that is the return given to those that participate. Unfortunately when you look at the long-term studies the underlying investors receive a return that is about 3.6% less than the market. And the reason is when the market is at a high they want to buy more or let the portfolio run on and when the market is at a low they want to get out and not or not rebalance and staying in your seat and adhering to that that structured rebalancing process means that you capture the returns no matter what the cycle and it means that when assets are on sale you are Buying a few more, and you're rebalancing through that period. And and I know that at the moment, you know, people say this time is different. Well, they said that in '87, they said that in '94, they said that in 1997 in the Asian crisis, they said that in 2000, 2001 with 911 and the tech crash, they said that in the GFC, and they're saying it again in COVID-19. But it's amazing, you know, history does repeat. And if there's one thing we know, that diversification is your friend, and that investors should and adhere to their. Uh, rebalancing principles and to their risk profile
1: you know we all do things based on emotion and behavior and that's where having a sort of structured plan in place that you decided on years months ago and trying to stick to that plan is a good idea isn't it rather than letting your emotions get involved in buying and selling and sorts of things
0: i mean i think at the moment in this kind of level four then we go to level three and fingers crossed all going well we'll be in level two in the weeks ahead or in a couple of weeks you know if you're going to let your emotion run wild. Don't do it with your portfolio. Do when you're at the supermarket when you're deciding what wine or beer you're going to consume or <laughs> you're going to have some chocolate as a treat. How or many you...
1: different ice cream flavors? <laughs>
0: exactly, exactly. Or, you know, who's going to choose the Netflix or Apple TV movie or TV series to watch? Allow your emotions to run wild, but please don't do it with your finances. Hey, well, thank you, Lizzie, for joining us today. Thanks um, for having me. And when I say us, I mean our, our community of real wealth and Kenny View readers and listeners we really appreciate your input and insights and we look forward to hosting you again
1: thanks definitely having video calls set at my kitchen table is feeling a bit more normal now you know along with the majority of people definitely craving that office interaction but here's to level three
0: The information provided or any opinions expressed in this podcast are of a general nature and should not be construed or relied on as a recommendation to invest in a financial product or class of financial products. You should seek financial advice specific to your circumstances from an authorized financial advisor before making any decisions. A disclosure statement can be obtained free of charge by calling 0800 878 nine six one or visiting our website www.stuartgroup.co.nz